0: Uh, thanks for joining us for an emergency Aussie Villains podcast after the last few days when we absolutely demolished Manchester City. And then we had to fight a completely different way to beat Arsenal. What an amazing few days it's been. This is the Aussie Villains podcast. I'll also be answering some of your questions and looking at a bit of a redemption arc in this podcast as well. But as was always, it's... Absolutely, this is the Aussie Villains podcast. Another huge victory here at Villa Park, but how do you sum this
1: one up? Good evening. Uh, happy, <laughs> really happy, and uh, was very tough match, and we were a bit tired. We started very well, very with uh, our great atmosphere here in Villa Park, and uh, the players they were very excited and motivated. We started very well, scored the first goal, and controlling of the game, I think, uh, very good. But progressively they were imposing. Their position on the pitch and getting our box. Our goalkeeper was amazing, his performances today. And then we, we tried to defend, we tried to, to keep our position uh, longer than we did. But uh, at the end, I think we defend very well. Uh, we compete because today we need to compete like we compete. And it was fantastic the, the three points. Very tough week, tough week, uh, difficult. And now, After these three points, I think we have to be uh, happy, but as well, I try to keep balance. And two days off and rest, and I want to to forget the players during two days.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. It's, you know, roughly 12 hours after the game, Um, I work some markets on a Sunday. I have a little market stall where I sell, you know, sporting cards and goods and shoes and kicks and everything like that as well. So I was doing the markets as the game was on or getting the markets set up and just um, hoping against hope uh, at times. And it was a tough game. So I'm not really going to do a review on the game other than just talk about today uh, a bit of a redemption, a redemption of so many of our players, of our club, of our fans. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of podcasts out there that will do a review. You know, obviously, what a fantastically poised goal. Bailey, just part of the redemption arc. McGinn, part of the redemption arc. Uh, Unai Emery, part of the redemption arc. Um, Martinez, part of a redemption arc. Our supporter base, our home form part of the whole redemption arc that I will talk about. Um, I'm going to answer some questions that you've put up on Twitter and Facebook at the last moment without any notice So much appreciated. The rest of the boys aren't on because I gave them no notice. So apologies to anyone who has to just hear my voice. Or Who knows, you, you may actually like it. But it's all about redemption um, today. And, you know, it starts with the gaffer. I actually think he's recorded Arsenal wasn't bad at all um I said it when he first came to our club that he actually had a really great record for us it would have been a great record for us but at that point Arsenal had um you know just lost Arsene Wenger um, one of the great managers in British football history um and then anyone who came in it was going to be a really hard task to match up so Unai has you know improved developed um his philosophies, and we can all talk about the Europa Cup victories, but it's his ability to change a team. You know, we um, were kind of scared at the start of the year than we when we thought about the high lines that we were going to be playing and how we could be potentially exposed. And that did happen. Um, it's happened in a couple of games, and you know, it happened in the Newcastle game where we were really great in the first half, and a couple um, chances go our way. The scoreline definitely could have been. Uh, significantly different, if not reversed. Even though you know it sounds silly, and we got pumped. But if after that game you hear um, an interview with Sir Alex Ferguson talking about him being really impressed with Villa, and people laughed at the time, but he saw something there. Um, so Emery, you know, goes. He's been at Valencia. He's been at Villarreal. He's been at PSG. He was obviously at Arsenal, and um, that redemption is the fact that on you know, Thursday, he beats Pep uh, Guardiola for the first time. He holds them to their lowest ever shots on goal um, that that they've had in his reign. Um, the most shots have ever conceded in a first half in 13, the most equal shots that have ever conceded over a whole game. This is in his whole European sojourn. Um, so anyway, it's not part of the redemption, but, you know, we play some of the most magnificent football we've seen, many of us, um, ever seen Villa play. We then come to the Arsenal game and we looked, you know, really great again to start with, and then we were leggy. There was no doubt we were tired. Um, Some yellow cards ensued, whether, um, you know, it was almost deliberate yellows to know they were getting their fifth or just fatigue, which probably is more likely um, losing a couple players for when we play Brentford um, next, but just, Amazing redemption uh, in many people's eyes. You'll hear in the snippet from the Emery interview where he talks about being so happy. And that's one of the first times I've actually seen him and, and heard him say that. And he really was relieved. You know, it is, for the lack of a better term, again, that redemption. You know, he beat Arsenal. Um, you know, he's, he's gone against his old club again. We talk about redemption, we'll take that further. We look at players like Martinez, who we picked up for an absolute bargain, what, 12 to $15 million dollars, reportedly. And he's gone up against his old club, and every time he goes up against them, um, you know, it's a big thing for him. We've got the world's best keeper. people are talking about him being one of the best keepers in the Premier League, rubbish. He's the best keeper in the world, and that's a fact. So we've got the best keeper in the world. We um, all wanted, um, you know, as many points as we could in these last three games. We played terribly against Bournemouth, so that redemption arc, and we we're lucky to get the two, uh, so the point there. That redemption arc is the next two games, the ones we expected that we would struggle in. We've beaten them. We've beaten Man City one nil in a very classy game. We beat Arsenal in a backs to the wall game. No surprise in both those games, clean sheets. Okay, I'm not going to go over controversial decisions and so forth. I'm just going to say seven points in those last three games. Redemption for our home form over the last few years, which has been really poor uh, as a whole, and the Villa crowd have just really come to life with that 15 wins. The first time in 149 years that Villa has ever um, won 15 um, home games in a row. 15 home games in a row for those long-suffering Villa supporters. And it is long-suffering. You know, we were back in the Championship. We played some of the worst football in the Premier League. We didn't actually play that well in the Championship. Um, To be honest, we just had a really good run towards the the back end of our promotion year. So the redemption for the crowd is seeing performances that they deserve and averaging almost three goals a game uh, at home. Uh, Not just the whole 10, everyone talks about the whole 10, but the whole ground... I'm telling you, coming from Australia and watching it on TV, the, the crowd's volume has gone up, as you would expect with performances, but it has gone next level. We're as loud as anywhere now, and I just want the, the, the Villa support to continue that because I'm telling you now, um, Thursday before work and, and um, my kids going to school, they all heard me yell when Villa took the lead. Um, couldn't believe it and then they you know the world would have heard me this morning when begin scored when I'm getting ready for the markets I think I woke up the birds and the bees so redemption for that terrible home form that we had over the years that that's now really turned around and you can go to Villa Park expecting a win not hoping for not praying for expecting and that has to seep over to the players as well So let's continue with that redemption theme that I said we'd talk about today and players like Leon Bailey, who in his own, you know, thoughts would would say that he probably didn't put in some of the shifts um, that he should have. And I was a big um, advocate for him not to be in the team. Massive. I um, just did not like the fact that he didn't track back. I thought he lost the ball too often. He went to ground. Everything I hate about football, I saw in Leon Bailey and he under... The guidance of Emory. And also, it doesn't matter about guidance. It's also, he took this on. He's taken this on and he has gone next level. He is terrorising defences now. Three players were attracted to him for today's goal. Um, He could have cut it back early. He waited. The players went to him. McGinn had all the time in the world to readjust. Gets the ball at his feet from the cutback. Pivots. Beautiful. Didn't try and hit it too hard. Knew that if he turned and placed it, he was going to score. But Bailey... He's set up um, you know, so many goals this season with just absolutely beautiful interplay and a real desire to take people on. And, and he's not losing the ball like he was losing the ball almost every time he took someone on. He just seems so confident with the ball at his feet. And that has to be a massive credit to himself, Emery and the coaching staff so redemption there we spoke about martinez you know basically couldn't get a game at at arsenal uh, they let him go for a pittance really um and he two clean sheets in a row when we've struggled to keep clean sheets um some magnificent saves uh in that period and uh, it's amazing. You you look at players like uh, Dean, uh, Luca Dean, who many people didn't think he was, you know, playing well, and, and he's a, a redemption arc as well. Um, Carlos, when he got injured, a lot of people were questioning whether he could come back and whether he was the right player. He's commanding at the moment. You know what he did to Harland uh, on Thursday was magnificent. When you know, Harland is huge. Haaland is a beast when he gets near the ball. Doesn't get a lot of touches, but he can really worry the defender off the ball and. And Carlos really took it up to him. We want to continue that redemption theme. We look at Konza, who, look, many of us were, uh, you know, many of us uh, internally and externally were uh, sledging um, Konza and Mings over the last few years. And Konza has just gone next level. You know, he's had England call-ups. Yes, he's not getting the time he'd want, but he just looks like a footballer. Um, So many players are just stepping up. You know, Matty Cash will have a great game and a bad game. Um, but, you know, he is putting in everything he believes in the project. Um, we're not seeing Watkins is not having the greatest time right now. I mean, he's having a really good season, but not having the greatest time right now. He's not dropping his head. Occasionally, if he doesn't get the ball passed to him, he'll drop the head, but it's straight back up. He's not sulking. He's not carrying on. He's getting on with the game. I'm just so proud of, of the club. Um, I'm so proud of being a villain. I'm so proud of every one of us who stayed the course in, in, in difficult times. You know, we all go through difficult times in life, losing loved ones, um, going through illnesses, you know, job losses, different things like that. But we're just talking football here. And in, in pure football terms, it hasn't always been easy to follow the villa. And, you know, we, we no one has an inherent right to be one of the big clubs. You can talk about history, and history is just that. And it's beautiful to be able to reflect. And I think it's really important when you're a football supporter that you do reflect on times. Otherwise, there's no point in following, right? But you can't rely uh, on, on on the history of a club to to shape your future. You, you have to continue to evolve and, and you have to continue um, to do that. And I think that our owners have enabled our gaffer and, and his coaching staff the ability to shape the club into their vision and what they want. And that's also a redemption because we've had so many owners over the years who just didn't seem to give a hoot you know dr. Tony and and Werner and and, and just different owners who who certainly just didn't really seem to get it I, I don't know what they actually wanted out of the club other than you know an income stream. We've got owners who care. We've got owners who are smart enough, and that's why they're experts outside of football. They're smart enough to employ the right people, whether that's our marketing people, our coaching and recruitment, whether that's you know the film crews. We're getting some magnificent social media. They entrust people, and I think that's what the greatest leaders do. And one of the other redemption arcs is a man who scored the winning goal tonight, who under Stephen Gerrard, even though he was given the captaincy, seemed to have lost all form. He seemed to be slower. Uh, many of us questioned, including myself. I'm not s- blaming anyone else. We all wondered where McGinn was going with his career. Certainly, his Scottish form over the last year or two has been magnificent and it's really come back and translated. He fights for everything. Um, he is starting to show those those signs of... You know, the class, like the goal today was just an assured bit of, you know, football. You know, he knew if he turned and placed it, he had to keeper gone. And it was just, you know, he's a redemption in himself. To see our captain become the player that he's become is just, wow. I mean, look at the signings in the past few years, what we've spent on players for what they are. The free transfers, you know, John McGinn was what, just over 2 million and probably the best 2 million we've ever spent. So there's redemption in our signings as well. You know, the redemption in, um, and I'll stop saying that word, but it really has resonated with me all day of how many things have changed and how many people in either their eyes or our eyes have changed. Um, and mcginn's just another factor i 'm sure you guys can think of so many more in that in that similar space as well i uh, 'm just you know as as you can hear just full of praise for this club and i 'm going to answer some Twitter questions and go in and answer some Facebook questions as well, so absolutely appreciative of everyone who listens to our podcast and puts the questions up as well so um our first question this is from twitter is from matty k matt kidner one who quite often asks questions we really appreciate you matt do you think we will stick or twist in the january market could be the difference between sixth to fourth is it worth disrupting the squad and and matt we we had answered um is this similar question um all season Um, I don't think there will be a lot of signings in January. I think there could be some loans, but I think that we will have to bring people in because we were worried about the December run and where we would be. Now We've just beaten City and Arsenal, and we have a relatively good run over the next few weeks. I don't think it's disrupting the squad. Emery is a really good man-manager. He's got the right people behind him. I think we have to bring in more defensive players. I think that's just where we are very threadbare outright uh, on the right side. So I, I can't imagine we wouldn't. Will we bring in another striker? I don't think so. I think, you know, potentially another midfielder. Certainly, I think that we, we need to look at that right back position. Whilst Konza has been fantastic at filling in and shuffling across, it's not his best fit. And, and for our club, I think, you know, certainly... There will be options uh, in the right. I think it's far easier to get a right back than it is to get a striker in January. So I think we'll certainly be um, shopping. We've got the right, uh, we've said it from the start of him coming in. We've got the right person to scout outside of England. Uh, He knows the European game. So I think we're really well positioned. I think we'll already have a number of targets in mind, whether they are loans or or permanent. Um, I think we'll certainly be, be signing people. If we are where I think we will be, Come January, there is no doubt in my mind that we'll be strengthening the squad, and I don't think it will disrupt the squad. I think the squad knows itself that we have a real chance at something very, very special. So thanks, Matt. Great question. Ah, Aguero, so down under, Dicky. So must be a City fan there. There we go. Do you think you can win the league? If we don't, so obviously being a City fan, then I hope it's you and not the entitled ones at Arsenal and Liverpool. I, look, I'll answer that in a moment. But one thing I want to say, and thank you very much for um, asking me a question. And and you know, um, you you could have said whatever you wanted, you know, after uh, the performance we put up against you on, on Thursday morning. Um, but I just want to say this: at the moment, you're saying you hope it's you and not the entitled ones at Arsenal and Liverpool. Now, I don't ever want Adela supporters to be entitled, okay? And it's hard when you, you do come up with success to not feel entitled if things start to go well. But I want us to be disliked. If we're disliked, we're successful. That's the nature of the beast. In any sport, you have that underling or underdog that you go, oh, yeah, like Leicester, when they won the title, you're like, oh, yeah, great, Leicester. Once leicester won it, I didn't care whatever they did after that. I couldn't stand them. But at the time, they were like, yeah, God, it'd be great if Leicester won it. I want teams to really dislike us because that means we're successful. I don't mean dislike us because of money. I don't mean dislike us because of um, history. I mean dislike us because we're successful. So I haven't answered your question yet. So I'll come back to that. Do you think you can win the league? Yes, I do. You didn't say, do I think we can win the league? Sorry, will we win the league? He said, do you think you can win the league? Yes. I've said this since the start of the season. This is a very strange season. A lot of teams around each other are going to take points off each other. Arsenal are not going to run away with the league. They will drop points like they did today. Liverpool will not run away with the league. Crystal Palace were bossing them today. Absolutely bossing them until the red card. Then they did what good teams do. The, the field opened up even though Crystal Palace pulled back and they won 2-1. And, uh, and Liverpool has done that on a few occasions this year, which good teams do. Manchester City, their squad is full of injuries. Same as Newcastle's squad is full of injuries. Same as Tottenham's team is full of injuries right now. That's unfortunate. That's part of football. Injuries come in. It's just the timing of those. So City, when they get their players back, um, are going to be stronger, as are Tottenham, as are Newcastle, just depending on how long. Um, So you've got to get the points on the board while you can And when, you know, seven points out of the last three games you know Against Bournemouth and then against Manchester City and Arsenal I was hoping for seven I actually thought we'd beat Bournemouth I thought we would draw against City and potentially beat Arsenal So Bournemouth were brilliant and and probably deserved the three points We absolutely bossed um, City And Arsenal were far better than us um, tonight but we got the early goal and we were gritty and a couple of things went our way that's football do you think we can win the league yes why a the gaffer B the team and C it's the vibe of the thing <laughs> sorry to kind of be uh the movie the castle there but it really is this special uh special feeling and i and i said it a, a number of times this year and I don't want to go. I was Nostradamus or anything like that, or that I have some insight that others don't. But I really thought this season there was something special brewing, and I really think the Champions League spot is absolutely ours to lose. Are we guaranteed? it? Are we ironed on? No, things happen. Injuries have happened to other teams. Injuries could happen to us. We can fall out of form. But the belief in the home wins. If we can, just you know, our away form is not horrendous. So if you know. We're only a couple of points off the top of the, la- uh, off the ladder, uh, off the top of the league. So our, home, our away form can't be that bad, and it's not, and we went over that. You know, I think we're eighth or ninth in away form and, and, and top in home form. So, you know, being third kind of does give you that uh, illustration. We can win the league. Will we? I'm not sure. I mean, who knows? But teams are going to take points off each other. The depth in the Premier League this season, we've seen teams down near the bottom pull out results. Um, you know, a couple of our losses this year were against teams that we absolutely expected to beat, Nottingham Forest, for example. So, can we win it? Yes. Will we? Hey, who knows? The longer we're in it, the longer other teams have to worry about us as well. Uh, Ian Orman, always asks good questions and thanks for that one Aguero, I really appreciate and I appreciate the politeness in, in, in the way you've gone about your interactions on our uh, Twitter feed as well so really appreciate that mate and good luck for the rest of the season uh, Ian Orman, Ian Orman 5 who is as I said always asks good questions, awesome time to do a pod who's coming in for the next game will McGinn be rested so a couple of players got their 50 yellow card uh, so Dougie will certainly be missing and, and, and Dean I believe is missing as well Will McGinn be rested? I think um, if you're talking about our next Premier League game, um, I suppose that's a little bit different. Um, obviously, we, we have a European um, game coming up as well. I think um, whilst we need to... Um, we do... Well, we can get away with a draw, um, certainly in our, in our game against uh, Mostar. Mostar, um, We can get away with a draw and we're certainly... We're qualifying... But we do want to finish up top, and and Zerinsky has dropped off. Um, they had they've won one game out of the sorry they've had one win uh, in the Europa Conference League uh, and four losses. So I do expect that we'll win. If you're saying if the question is about the next game, I think he will be arrested against Zerinsky. Um and yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just think that it's going to be an absolute number of changes um, won't do a preview right now on that game but I think there will be a number of changes um, for the week so the RB I think will start um, I think Tillemans is playing fantastic um, so yeah I mean um, we, Olsen probably will come in um, in the keeper role um, I think Marino will start um, but we can't rest too many players um, you know, I, I think this is a chance now uh, for Zaniola to come in uh, maybe Duran as well uh, so I think there will be a number of changes I think the squad needs that rest uh, because we play on Friday uh, morning and then uh, our next game after that is on Monday morning um, against or yeah, Sunday night, Monday morning against Brentford so it's a pretty big backup so I'd suggest against Mostar uh, um, it's quite significant changes there a really good question So I appreciate that one as well. Probably didn't answer it to the level that you want there, but I I hope I have uh, always a great question in that regards. Um, I'll just see if there's any more on Twitter, and then we'll go across to Facebook. Um, As I said, um, it was a last-minute decision. I really wanted to talk about the redemption um, arc, and and I think I've said it 41 times. So I hope it's not a drinking game for you, um, because otherwise you're in big trouble uh, with that one. So I appreciate it i uh, go across to Facebook for you. And, look, the other thing is, is the way we support the club. You know, I'm not just talking about those who are at the ground, but those who watch it on TV, listen on the radio. From Australia, we're very lucky that if you have a certain – like if you have a, the Optus Sport uh, app, for example, you can see any game. We, we have a goal rush where they'll show you a game and then any goals that are scored or close chances or controversial decisions it goes over to. Or... Um, you, you, you certainly can um, watch the, the Villa games. Um, you can watch any game that's being played. We're absolutely so blessed in that regard. Um, I think another question's just come through. Um, and yeah, this is from Johnny Five. Now, FPL John Boy, I don't think we've had you ask a question before, so it's only just come up. What's our biggest weakness? Uh, I just think it is, at the moment, I think it is um, defensively. I think not you know, our high line is magnificent. You know, 70 or 80 more off sides against us. I think it's the depth at the moment with our injuries um, down back that's our weakness. I still also think, as we've said before, I think the way we play, um, Olsen he is a uh, shot saver, but he's not mobile. So I would say defensively, our biggest weakness is probably the depth down back. Um, and I think... Most people would probably say so that. Some people might say our striking options, but the way we play, I mean, you look at today's game, McGinn scored the winner. So we're getting a lot more um, through our interplay. You know, we've got Diaby, and obviously we've got Watkins, and you've got Tillemans linking up now. We've got more options to score goals. Uh, Torres coming in with his headers now. Um, so, I think our biggest weakness is our defensive depth, especially, obviously, as we said before, at right back there, Johnny. So, really appreciate that question as well. So, we're going to have a look at the uh, Facebook questions. So, our Aussie Villains uh, Twitter feed is Aussie Villains, capital A, capital V. So, on our Facebook page, um, we have a group chat, Aussie Villains podcast and villa chats. If you look that one up and ask to come in, then certainly we will. Um, we will go through that as well. So Josh Donishi, the chef, uh, he asks. Starting the new year, we could potentially go top. Do you want to bet against us winning the league, Josh? Um, I don't. I'm not going to bet against us. I think that um, I certainly think that Champions League. And even um, if you listen to the interviews, Emery is starting to change a little bit of his tone. Now, he's basically saying, "Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see." That says to me that the finish line is starting to change and that's where i was coming at with champions league when we looked like we could get into a position where hey we're a chance at champions league then we started to change some of our our finish line stuff there in the next few weeks if we are still right up the top then that finishing line must change yes we don't want to lose a champions league spot but we want to be looking at winning the league I'm sick of, I'm not sick of the same old clubs winning, because that's that's obvious, but I'm sick of people being scared to want to win. Probably not making sense there. But sometimes, you know, I'm sure in the club that they're talking about every performance and getting better, and if you do that, then results will come. But you know what? saying, oh, we can build for next year, the year after, the year after. Opportunities come, but they don't always come. So when they're there, you've got to go for it. You know, in a few weeks' time, we're 20 games in. We're not 16 games in. We're 20. We're more than halfway through the season. If we're more than halfway through the season and we're getting players back and we're building the squad and we've signed more players or loaned more players, then let's go for it. You know, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Everybody wants to win. Our club won't be saying, externally we might be, you know, not trying to temper Sorry, might be trying to temper expectations and not put up a target on our back. Targets are on our back. We've just beaten Arsenal. We've just beaten City. We've just won fifteen home games in a row for the first time in one hundred and forty nine years of storied history. There's targets on our back, so embrace it. Enjoy the ride. You know, look what happened to Arsenal last year. Look what what's happened to Tottenham this year with injuries and so forth. Don't fear success. Embrace it. Enjoy it. There is nothing more exhilarating than going into battle with your mates, going, hey, you know what? We can do this, boys. So no, I don't want to bet against this. And, and I won't. There you go. If I put the moz on, I don't actually believe in that. I don't think we're putting the moz on. I think it's up to the team to do what they can do. Um, great question, Josh. Omar Haji, what new uh, what new signings should we make in January to make a potential push for the title, or do we already have the personnel? I think we have the I think we have one of the um, most depth. Sorry, I think we have the most depth we've had in years and years. But I think we just touched on it before. I think it's going to be really hard to sign a goalkeeper in January, even on loan. uh, But I think definitely we have to look at. you know, a little bit more midfield depth. I mean, look, if Dougie's out, we, we, we're going to struggle for that creativity. I know Ramsey can do that role. Um, and, uh, well, he can more than do that role. He can absolutely do it. We need a bit more depth there, even defensively midfield and certainly out right back. So I think we have to. I think if we make no signings in January, I'd be absolutely shocked. And there's no way the club's ambitions are, um, are going to not allow signings to happen. Dougie, and it's a great question again, Omar. Uh, Peter Steinfeld, thanks, Pete, as always. Dougie and uh, Dean out suspended, Dougie, silly. Marino a no-brainer, but versus Brentford, you want Dengonka, like for like, or Ramsey to come in. Also, just quietly, it's a nice rest for Dougie. Yeah, and people have touched on that. Was it deliberate? I don't think it was. I just think it was a silly mistake, to be honest. Um, Kicking the ball away is always, I don't think he deliberately got a yellow. I just think it was a bit of a brain fade. Mm. So we're playing Brentford and we're playing away um, No, Ramsey for me I, I We talked about redemptions and, and maybe Dan Donker will prove me wrong But I just think he lacks that tiny yard of pace and that creativity as well So for me, really good question It has to be Ramsey to come in So yes, it's a like for like I don't think it is quite a like for like Um, just because of Dougie's creativity. So certainly for me, um, Ramsey to come in. And you're right, I think it is a good rest for Dougie and probably a good rest for Dean as well. He's had an absolutely amazing season. Um, Look, they're the questions that we got on Twitter and Facebook. I asked very late um, in, in 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 the piece and we've just got another one come through from Jimmy McGrath. Love your questions, Jimmy, always. If offered, would you take Jack back now? No. I... Not trying to be blasphemous. I'm looking at financial fair play. I'm looking at the weekly bill that we would have to pay. Um, And um, obviously, I I can't imagine that City are not going to want a fair chunk back of the 100 million that we paid. Um, So, you know, if it was 50 million and his wages were reasonable, potentially. But I do think the way he plays, as good as he is, may disrupt. Uh, disrupt At this time if it, was bef- if it was at the start of next season And we were offered Jack back I would take him in a heartbeat um, I think he would have to learn uh, The systems and coming in late I mean I'm probably going to have everyone Disagree with me because he is such a great player But he wants, he needs and wants A lot of the ball And I just think that we've got so many players Who are sharing the ball around at the moment That I wouldn't take Jack back now Because your question is Would you take Jack back now no, I actually think that would disrupt the squad. Would I take him back at the start of next season? Absolutely give him time to embed into the system, learn the philosophies, understand what uh, Unai wants. So I know it's going to sound blasphemous, uh, but no, I, I would not take uh, Jack back now. And, and, and a lot of people might think, well, you know, he gives us more depth or he also gives us more creativity. I just think that the disruption, um, the... the hmm, even the distraction of him coming back and the noise about him, and it becomes about Jack, and it becomes about you know, we're talking about redemption. What's a, what a redemption arc that would be? But I think it'd be a distraction and a disruption. So I'm going to politely say, no, guys. Not doing a preview on this podcast. I wanted to talk about redemptions. I, I think I have said that word ad nauseum to death to destroy you. So I will redeem. Myself by not saying redemption in the next podcast. If I do, you have free reign to all have a go at me. Join us at any point on Aussie Villains on Twitter, capital A for Aussie, capital V for villains. And get us at the Aussie Villains podcast and Villa Chat on Facebook. Just ask. Once you look it up, Aussie Villains podcast and Villa Chat, uh, we'll accept you into the group, have a lot of different group discussions, another avenue for you to put questions up. And boys and girls and everything in between, This is an absolutely golden time for the club. Embrace these times. Enjoy every single win. Look forward to every week. Aim high. The squad will be, I can promise you. Uh, Away from us, away from the media and everything. they, They will be planning Champions League. They will be planning how can we win the league. There is no way when an opportunity presents, you don't go and try and take it what a bloody story it would be what a bloody story i want us to win this league so badly will it happen probably not can it happen absolutely as always up the villa Ah, uh, thanks for joining us for another aussie villains podcast this was paul um the rest of the boys will be back soon but look golden time please guys embrace enjoy And most importantly, believe. Because this is just something very, very special brewing. What a club we are, I love them.
1: Up the villa.